Welcome to the Leongshe Podcast. In today's episode, Sydney and I share about our personal fitness journeys. We talk about the major keys to weight loss, diet fads, and whether or not you need to join a gym to get fit. So sit back, and as always, we hope that this episode can be interesting and beneficial for you. Oh my! Welcome to Leong Cha, a podcast that enjoys some figurative tea that may be good for your mind, body, and soul. My name is Elam, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sydney. And today, we're going to delve into the topic of fitness. So, but Sydney, before we get into that, uh, we have Easter coming up real quick. So, what are your plans for the long Easter weekend? Oh, uh, we've got a couple of church services. And otherwise, other than that, just going to be decorating my island and Animal Crossing. Finally unlocked uh, terraforming, so I'm just going to be making waterfalls and, and paths and stuff. <laughs> yeah, what about you? Bro, I saw... Um, I was just on the switch and then I saw that your hours on Animal Crossing is like more than 70 hours or something. Eh? That's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, did the, I did the math last I did the math last night and it was like for the last uh, fortnight, I think. Wait, 75 divided 14, go. Oh, man. What, like five, like five maybe? Yeah, it's like five hours a night. Bro, you've been playing. Is that <laughs> just you or like, because that's just for your account, eh? Or is that yeah, across both of you? Shirley is on 35 or something, or 40. Bro, how, how are you playing five hours a night? See, that's why this, this, <laughs> this, this dude is a gamer. Like, I can't even squeeze in 20 minutes of Animal Crossing a day. Uh, I think about all about the grind. All, I think all my hours come from, um, I, I log in, and then I get distracted by something, and I just leave it there on, like, the <laughs> logged in screen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Thinking back, I'm, I don't actually know how I could have squeezed in five hours because actually the last couple of nights I haven't really been playing much. So that means even if that, if I haven't been playing much the last couple of days, just that means, on the weekends. Yeah. My average hours actually is ridiculous. I don't know. Well, I was going to ask you what you were going to do. Uh, well, I guess I should play some animal crossing to, to catch up my island. Uh, so far my wife, Joe has been doing all the tree planting and all the uh, garden watering so I'll, I'll probably try to pull my weight on that as well on the weekend nice uh, but apart nice. from that nah not not a whole lot just do my usual exercise or if this whole lockdown the the weekends and the weekdays kind of just blur together especially because yep. like my work just went through this weird thing where my team basically couldn't do any work for the whole week because we weren't allowed to log in to our virtual computers because the frontline staff needed it. <laughs> they, ran oh, out of, okay. they ran out of BDIs. Oh, okay. So they were like, unfortunately, <laughs> you guys can't log in from like 9 to 4 p.m. Like 9 a.m. Oh, to 4 p.m. So you, you have to work at night then? Nah. And then they've just oh, been good just about it. just don't work at all? Yeah, we just have to log in from 8 to 9 and from 4 to 5 what yeah so, so. <laughs> just sounds ridiculous oh. uh, yeah anyway uh so i guess that's uh exciting lockdown easter weekends coming up well the good thing about lockdown is we have a lot of time at home it means we can get into some exercise and not get injured <laughs> during sport so this is a topic that we're both quite interested in but in particular elam uh, especially among our friends group you're the kind of dude that's always encouraging people to stay fit and exercise so especially during this lockdown period since people can't go to the gym 
or they don't have sport anymore, you know, they're missing mm. out on, you know, their boot camps and stuff. Other people might also be thinking, oh, maybe this is now the time I've got nothing else to do, but I can do some exercise because I can go out once a day. We thought it was a good thing to discuss. So, Elon, why do you care so much about physical fitness? Yeah, yeah. So I think, no, I agree. I think it's a good thing, hopefully uh, a useful thing to talk about during this lockdown, especially. For me, physical fitness, at this, especially at this point in my life, I view it as very important because our body is kind of just the vehicle. It sounds, it sounds quite hippie, but our body is like the vehicle for our minds yeah. and our souls. Mm-hmm. I, and I feel like if we don't have an effective, well-functioning vehicle, then our minds mm-hmm. and our souls, you know, can't fully, you know, express themselves and, you know, fully enjoy life the way it's mm-hmm. we're supposed to. Um, the other thing is, you know, like, I, I believe that, you know, God, you know, made us and he created these bodies for us. So it's mm-hmm. also our responsibility and our duty to kind of take care of them. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost like we're stewards of the bodies that he made for us. So yeah, I guess that's a little bit as to why I think that taking care of our bodies is a very important thing. And I guess that's the other thing as well. It's, it's one of the few things in life where if you don't take care of it, you know, no one will like a lot of other parts mm-hmm. of life. If you stuff it up, someone else can pick up the slack for you, but for mm-hmm. your own body, it's, you know, you're the only one that's responsible. And, yeah. um, as far as, <clears throat> you know, assets go in your life, this is probably, you know, the most, you could make a good argument that it's, you know, the most valuable asset to invest in that will bring you the most return because mm-hmm. without your body, you know, you can't do anything. I guess that's a little bit about why I think fitness is very important. I think one thing that I had heard and which inspired me to work out and exercise and become more fit was that the fitter you became, the more control of the surrounding environment you had. Right. So say, for example, if you're unfit, and you needed to run like two Ks to, I don't know, deliver something urgently or something. Um, yeah. Like you can do that. Like it's just an ability you have, but if you yeah. didn't have it, then you, you've relinquished that control and you can't do it. Yeah. Or like if you need to move house and you need to lift up a piece of furniture, then you can actually yeah, do that. <laughs> that's, that's probably a better example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think thinking back about, how you mentioned that like if like god creating our bodies and that we need to be good stewards of them one thought that i had about that was i think it was a missionary that was sharing about their journey and how they had moved the whole family to china right and it wasn't long like maybe like less than a year and he actually had like suffered a health problem i think it was a heart attack or something so fortunately he's back back home and he's recovering and that's all good but i mean it, it's i don't know i think i think it's just interesting that perhaps from a lack of body care or whatever like he had to come home yeah so for us it's like serving god serving others but for whatever goal you have you just want to have that you know well-functioning body that can that you can kind of put to work towards a purpose mm. that um you feel called to right so talking about all this is like pretty abstract and I think a yeah, lot of people yeah. already know that like, you know, physical fitness is important because it's like probably the most prevalent thing right now, right? Like even yeah, Les Mills workouts are on TV, you know, even what's the, what's the word called? Like, uh, like the fitness clothes, what are they called? 
What? Fitness gear? Like, like, nah, like, I know it's called a fitness gear, but what is it called? Like, oh my. A fitwear? No. <laughs> There's like an actual term. Oh my. <laughs> I'm actually losing it. What? <laughs> you know how women always wear like, like leggings? Isn't it just footwear? No, it's got another name. Right, I'm actually going to Google it right now. Oh, active wear. Active wear. <laughs> <laughs> active wear. Okay, yeah, that's the All one. right, let's get it. Active yeah, but wear. even the fact that active wear has become a lot more prevalent as well. Like, you know, our culture, uh, I feel like it's going in a good direction where everyone seems to care more about their bodies. Um, yeah, so talking about all this is, you know, pretty abstract. So uh, maybe we could delve into uh, how we got interested and invested in our own fitness. So would you like to start? I guess my fitness journey, you could say, started from a young age where I played uh, just sport and I just like to run around and just be a, a Kiwi kid. I didn't really have a lot of gaming consoles or anything like that, so I just spent a lot of time outdoors. Uh, and I played basketball throughout you know, high school and I never really got into working out or lifting weights or anything like that because I just mm-hmm. you know, played basketball and got stronger through playing the sport. I think I did some push-ups and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually, actually, funny story, I did do a paper run and I remember the first time I saw muscle definition in my, in my arm. <laughs> it's because I had to carry these loads of like ads. Right. And I used to get so tired after each one and as I did the paper run, it got less, yeah. less tiring. It's like an anime again. And then, oh, <laughs> and then um, the montage. Yeah, 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 of paper runs. Uh, but then after I finished high school, I, in the summer between high school and uni, uh, I joined a gym and that was because my brother did a sports science degree and he was, you know, quite into his exercising and his, uh, his lifting. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I may as well give it a go. So right. that's when I started, uh, first, you know, working out. And I remember my brother sent me up on a little beginner program and yeah. I just quite quickly fell in love with you know, the process of like improving via like lifting weights because it was just Mm -hmm. so so measurable. Like you could see your weights go up. Um, You know, you could feel stronger after the workout. You know, you could... The pump. Yeah, the pump. Uh, And then you could... It also kind of satisfied my competitive nature to a certain degree as well. And Mm -hmm. like, I know you're not supposed to go in the gym and like look at other people, like the cliche of, you know, just compare you to yourself. But... um, you know, I'd always be looking to my left and to my right, you know, <laughs> seeing how I'm doing <laughs> compared to the, you know, compared to the other people. So as yep. I kind of climbed and climbed, uh, it satisfied that competitive part of my, my nature as well. So I guess that's how I got into fitness and, and lifting. I remember in high school, I was actually quite, I was actually very against it because I had a couple of friends that started going gym earlier Yeah, and I would play basketball with them and I would actually just see them getting slower and like, I think what happened, what was quite common is that they would start lifting and then they would eat heaps of food and they would get fatter. Right. Not in a good way. So then I would just see them get like kind of fat, bulky, kind of like bulky yep. big and mm-hmm. like not that functionally strong. So I was still just bodying them in basketball. Right. So then I was like, oh, why do I need to go to the gym? Right. So that was kind of my perspective on it until I kind of learned, learned the truth of things as I grew older and wiser. So, so how did your... How did the gymming like help you in basketball? Well, like, when did you see that performance come kick in? So I think the big thing for me is 
as I played basketball throughout high school, I had a lot of injuries just because I pushed myself quite hard. So right. my back used to give me so much trouble. I went through a phase when I first learned to drive where I couldn't sit in a car for longer than like 15 minutes at a time without like, oh, yeah. like debilitating back pain. It was like really bad. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then, um, and then like <laughs> while playing Dota, I used to just like play the whole night. Like I'd be kneeling just so like I could, you know, not have to sit in a chair. Oh my, that's so, so bad. Yeah. So I had like really bad back pain and uh, my knees were also pretty sharp. Yeah. So what I discovered through my lifting and through my research online is that by strengthening, by strengthening my back and actually, you know, gaining strength through like a full range of motion and kind of almost teaching mm-hmm. my body how to like move properly and get stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like the pain went away. So specifically yeah. when I learned how to deadlift and squat properly, those two right. exercises almost single-handedly like took care of my knee pain and my back pain. Oh, right. So, so it was pretty magical. Oh. Like just by learning right. how to squat, I feel like my knee learned to work properly and then right. I learned to like, yeah, how it's supposed to bend and how it's supposed to apply force. So right. then I could take like, that into onto the court as well. So it was like almost like a self-correcting exercise where it helped your body move how it's supposed to move. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. And then yeah. like for deadlifting or even like it's what's shocking is my form was not even good back then. Mm-hmm. Like I saw some of my videos recently of my form back then and it was like pretty bad form. But even yep. that just somehow just, yeah, just deadlifting even with subpar form almost yep. like fixed my back pain. So yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, that's pretty good then. Yeah. Uh, so that, that single, was pretty, single-handedly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been a long journey since then. And I've like, I think developed a lot uh, more understanding around different forms of exercise yep. and whatnot. But yeah, that's what, yeah. And I think that's what kept me going is I realized, oh man, like I could actually push harder on the court now. So that's kept me in the gym ever since. So actually talking about injuries, one thing I've always been, been meaning to ask is, so ACL, like um, the knee injury like, yeah. is very common. Yeah. Or is it very common? Relatively like, common. Yeah. It's like, becoming more common now. Like how can someone prevent, like how, how does it sort of happen? So guys, I haven't quizzed, some of the guys at church but couldn't you have felt like a fatigue or is it just one of those things where it just um, it's a hundred and then it's like a zero man that's a that's a pretty like hefty question to, to, to <laughs> I don't know, I'm just, unravel to i would you, say yeah. so injuries like acl tears and i'm not a and i'm not a medical professional but injuries like acl tears happen first of all it's like a freak accident so oh, usually okay. when like you you plant wrong or you know like you just plant your foot usually and then suddenly something goes wrong but what leads up to them is usually an accumulation of stress at the wrong place because of suboptimal movement patterns so an example uh, like and there's a lot of breakdown videos on youtube for nba players especially is players that have like suboptimal running mechanics or landing mechanics so right. every time they run, every time they change direction, every time they land, if they're not, if they haven't trained their body to do it properly, but they're like yeah. hyper athletic. So they're putting heaps of force through their joints and they're right. jumping so high. So every time they land, if they're not landing properly, there's so much force going through them that right. yeah, if all that force isn't channeled properly, it can just like yep. blow something up. So lifting right. correctly can definitely like reduce injury risk. And this is like very, very proven. Because yep. it, first of all, it can help your mechanics, just yep. your movement mechanics. 
and it can also strengthen your tendons and strengthen your muscles around your tendons to help absorb force. So that would be a very high level broad answer to that. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's interesting to hear that you became more invested after um, your numbers increasing and also the difference that you felt in sport. For me, uh, I didn't really care for fitness until I think it was university. Uh, I mean, I played, I played sports in high school, but you know, I think just being a kid back then, just anything you did, like you, you could never really put on weight, but during uni I did. So it's that, <laughs> it's that butter chicken, man. Like you get to uni, <laughs> you go from pack, you go from sandwiches to like, oh man, I can have like butter chicken for lunch. And then you just go for like, the Bro, I think that man, what, that, what's that, it called? That, the best, that the uni butter meal? chicken like wrecked some people. It was so good. <laughs> I don't remember the yeah, first time so I had it. It was just like, oh my goodness. Like that first bite. <laughs> it was so orange. Like they just like went ham on the food coloring. <laughs> yeah. And then and I just like, remember having wedges yeah. for lunch. Like just sour cream. And like actually thinking back then, like because I knew nothing about nutrition. It's like, man, I actually just ate fat and carbs like deep fried. <laughs> like no protein. And like, oh my. Yeah, I blew, ballooned up quite a bit. I think even though the numbers didn't reflect it, so I gained like 10 kgs. So I went from around, oh, actually no, probably more like 15. Went from like 65-ish and then just slowly crept up throughout the years, maybe around two to three k's a year-ish. And then got to a point in uni where, you know, I guess I was a lot bigger, but it, was, it wasn't a big issue for me. Like I wasn't, I was still the same me. And it then- happened, It actually happened uh, very gradually, yeah. Like, I don't actually yeah. remember, like, noticing it until, yeah. like, until I did, if that makes sense. <laughs> until you did. Okay. So, because Elam had started gymming and he, oh, no, he's been gymming for, like, maybe a couple of years now. And he told me to go gym. Oh, actually, we shared this story earlier on in episode zero, I think. Um, basically, I had, I told my dad I was going to go gym. My dad scoffed at the idea, told me not to. I came back from holiday and my younger brother had started gymming. And then I was like, what the heck, dad? Like, <laughs> what? Why are you letting him gym? And, you, and he's putting it on your credit card. Like, what's happening? So I started going to the gym. And yeah, basically from the start, it was more a social thing for me. Like it was uh, a place I could hang out with Elam and we just catch up. Because we didn't do the same degree. So uh, we didn't really hang out as much. So this was a way to sort of meet up and have some FaceTime, did, did the same workouts, you know, have that sort of fellowship going. And then, yeah, the, actually Elam went to a different gym. And then basically I just started gymming by myself and, and the numbers sort of was what got to me as well. So it was, mm. for me, gymming was really easy and accessible for me. It was easy. Like thinking about it, it's just picking up a weight. <laughs> and like pushing it, it like 10 times I don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like put it back down <laughs> like you pick stuff up you put it down like 10 times <laughs> compared to like say you know like the like when I think of like the Les Mill classes and stuff like that stuff doesn't appeal to me because it's like right. or like the even the YouTube workouts even though they're like you know it's like 10-15 minutes of burn like that doesn't appeal to me because it's like the mental like struggle like right. oh I gotta get this last rep but then for I don't know there's just something there's just something euphoric about like doing a one rep. Okay, not even one rep, but like a free rep, like or, like a personal best on a new weight. 
yeah it, yeah. it just really it just feels really good so yeah i was so i was grinding the numbers but also that solitary time was just time for me to just chill out for the day and unwind uh mentally and it was just me and the weights and yeah and then just gains and then <laughs> i got and then i got me <laughs> that's the title of this episode and me me the weight me weights and gains, <laughs> gains. <laughs> yeah i think i think one thing as well with jumping is and I think it works for like a lot of guys is that it also gives you a lot of confidence as well. Cause yeah. then I don't know. It's just something I think like if you look and feel good, like if you look good, then you also feel good. I think yeah. it's that. And there is something just, I don't know, like it could just be in our own heads, but I guess that's fine. But there's something about just knowing that, you know, you're physically, you know, like a capable male, you know, that, that real base primal instinct of like, okay, I can, you know, like protect my like family or whatever. You can hunt with the boys. <laughs> so did you lose weight? No, nah, well, for me, actually, it was kind of opposite in the sense that I was always a very, very, like, skinny dude growing up. It was just, like, classic ectomorph, like, hard gainer type body type. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I remember I was just always, like, light and skinny. And then I, I was so happy the first time I weighed more than 70 kilos. And I remember, like... I actually felt like such a baller about it that I like went and I like, asked you and I like, asked Freddie. I like, asked all that. Cause we were all kind of skinny. I, I like ask, <laughs> I'll be like, yo, how much do you guys weigh? And then like the fact that I was like, I think I hit 70 before you and Freddie. And I was just like, yo, like I felt like, <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I just felt really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember your horror story, like the horror stories of like, well not horror story, but just your bulking journey where, you'd eat ice cream as much as you can. And like after the day is done, you would try order a Hawaiian pizza. Oh yeah. 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 So, so in my, in my younger days, those early kind of twenties, uh, that was the time for all you Kiwi listeners when pizza hut and Domino's suddenly got into that, like value pizza war. And then suddenly oh, all the yeah, pizzas were right. like five bucks. And then, I, and then <laughs> I was on my uni uh, budget and I was just like, yo, what the heck? And there's like 1500 calories and a pizza. Yeah. And so I went through like a, a straight year, I think, where I ate a large pizza every day. It's um, actually ridiculous. Just because I needed, because I, I think because I was doing a lot of sport as well and I was gymming a lot. So I just needed a lot of calories. I needed to eat a lot of food yeah. to maintain yeah. my weight. Yeah. So a lot of people probably get annoyed at me like hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not as good as it sounds. Like that's probably one of the major things that uh, some of the people listening are sort of thinking about is, you know, when you think about exercise, you think about weight loss. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we can talk about how do you lose weight? Yeah. So you know how to gain weight. So surely you know how to lose weight. Yeah. Well, weight loss and weight gain, I guess, man, we always end up rebranding things, but it's more like weight control. So I think <laughs> it's not it's not hard work, bro. It's smart work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, because that's that's how I look at it. Anyway, like over the years, it's almost like a it's like a human ability that once you gain it, you, it's like riding a bike. Once you gain it, you don't lose it, and it adds a lot of value to your life. Um, oh yeah, like weight control. So once you understand, you know how food, how diet, and how like exercise affects your weight and your body mm -hmm. fat levels, then you take that with you for life. And when I learned that, yeah, it was kind of like a game changer for me. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially losing weight, a very, very simple version of it is, is it's all about energy in, energy out. So mm -hmm. 
it's not a new concept at all. In fact, mostly everyone listening to this, you've probably heard this saying before. So it's calories in, calories out. Mm-hmm. Like being alive and doing things costs you energy. And when you eat, you replenish energy. Mm-hmm. So it's, just, it's like a maths equation. So if you have taken more, you will put mm-hmm. on weight, either yeah. in the form of muscle or fat. And if mm-hmm. you eat less, then you will lose weight. Again, either in the form of muscle or fat. Weight control is all about just managing that equation and mm-hmm. understanding your personal, uh, your personal metabolism. So how much energy your body requires to do different things. And that changes yeah. for everyone. So with this mass equation, how does that sort of factor in with uh, all the new fad diets and fasting and all that sort of stuff? Because I know you've dabbled into a couple of those. Yeah. So say yeah. if we just start off with like intermittent fasting, which is what you're currently doing. Um, yeah, I, I, stopped, <laughs> I stopped that like two weeks ago. But <laughs> oh, you stopped, what? You stopped it two weeks ago? Yeah, I stopped it. Because the whole thing was I was just doing it for a month because I like my breakfast too much. Oh, really? Like I like my <laughs> breakfast foods. <laughs> but but that's the thing like because but because i understand how like this whole weight control thing works i can kind of dabble in any like so-called diet and mm-hmm. just try it out and i won't feel guilty over if i stop it or if i want to do something else i can kind of freely go outside of it as well and how all these fad diets all essentially work is they just control your calories so for example <laughs> intermittent fasting it limits like your window of eating so you can't eat food for a certain number of hours every day and you can't eat mm-hmm. a number of hours which is usually mm-hmm. between four to eight hours so in four mm-hmm. to eight hours the common person will eat a lot less food than if mm-hmm. they were to eat throughout a whole day mm-hmm. so therefore they're decreasing their food and then therefore they lose weight right assuming all other factors in their life uh, remaining constant yeah and again it's like it's the same for any other uh any other diet as well so so for that for so for the timing thing it doesn't really matter if you're stuffing yourself of your whole days of calorie your, your whole day's worth of calories eh? well there's it's a bit of a debated topic but from personal experience and from the majority opinion of most mm-hmm. health professionals it doesn't have a significant impact right so it's, right. it's much more about how much you eat much more than when you eat yeah right. and there's a lot of people that are like living testaments to this so there are elite level high level athletes that are eating just one meal a day they'll just eat like right. three thousand calories in a day in one meal yeah. and yeah. that'll be it for them and right they're like in you know right. world-class shape performing well yeah but one i guess one point to note is that if, if you want to embark on something like intermittent fasting <laughs> you just it just requires a, li- a bit more preparation eh Cause you need to think about your meals and all that sort of stuff and the timing of it. Yeah. Well, so, so essentially there's, so here's the thing with weight loss is how, how should I put this? It's almost like nothing else matters. Like everything is just like packaging of that mm-hmm. formula of right. energy out, energy in whether or not like people say like, Oh, if you count, like I don't want a calorie count. You know, like calorie mm-hmm. counting is just when you like specifically measure and count, you know, all the food that you're eating. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't matter if you calorie count or not. It's like, like if I go out for a 5k run, it doesn't matter if I count every step I take. And I, if I know it's 5k or not, like the fact mm-hmm. is I ran 5k. Mm-hmm. So that's just like the food you eat contains energy. So mm-hmm. it's just how aware of it you are. So 
all these diets and anything to do with weight loss is all about you want to just be gaining more awareness of what the food you eat is doing to your body and right. once you gain that awareness and that knowledge then mm-hmm. then like you can manipulate exactly how much weight you want to lose or gain yeah so how does that work for say because uh, keto has been quite uh, popular as well yeah. so keto is basically what is it no carb or low carb yeah yeah it's like extremely low carb basically yeah. no carb. so how does that factor in into that energy equation so what keto does is and again uh a disclaimer that i'm not a you know health professional <laughs> but when you eat food it is comprised of three macronutrients so every food is made up of a certain amount of protein, a certain amount of carbohydrates, and a certain amount of fat. Mm-hmm. So your body uses carbohydrates as its main source of energy normally. Mm-hmm. But when you go keto, it's when you eliminate the carbs from your diet and you eat mm-hmm. fat and protein. So then yeah. <clears throat> what your body does is that it goes into a state called ketosis where mm-hmm. it produces ketones for energy instead mm-hmm. of your body's normal energy currency. So, and it produces ketones. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like Bitcoin. <laughs> so basically, so this is, this might be going a little bit too uh, like complex, but, um, yeah. but basically your body ends up using fat for fuel. Right. Okay. For fat for energy instead yeah. of, and then the idea is because it's using fat for energy, it can also like use your stored body fat more easily. Right. Therefore okay. helping people lose body fat more easier. Right. Right. Is that, is that, is that? Is yeah. that correct English? Yeah. <laughs> more easier. Uh, more easily. Yes. More easily. Yeah, more easily. So, so okay, so intermittent, intermittent fasting and keto help with that energy in. So in terms of the energy out, is there any difference in, say, doing some exercise and then opposed to going to the gym? You know, the classic boot camps, uh, workout lessons, all that sort of stuff. Well, one more, one more thing I want to add about keto because I don't think I've really answered it to do with the energy and energy out thing is because, oh, yeah. because you are just having uh, fat and protein, it changes the type of food you eat significantly. So for most people, right. it removes a whole bunch of common foods that people eat a lot of, such as, you know, your bread, oh, your yes. rice, your like your, your fizzy drinks no. or your sugar. No. So all no. of that, or your fruit. So, yeah. Your noodles. So all of that goes oh, out the window. Um, and then that means you have to like replace it with just like meat and veggies. So avocado, yeah, and avocado. So, (laughs) so, so most people can't like that stuff. It's really hard to like overeat like chicken breast. Yeah. Cause it's so fatty, right? Yeah. Or or, or it's fatty or dry or just like, you know, like the easiest things to overeat are usually sugary and like, you know, like carbs, like that you can just eat a lot of it. Like they're very palatable. So that's the other thing is because usually like, protein and fat diets are just less palatable overall yeah you end up eating less of it and then yeah yeah that's where the energy and energy out comes from yeah so back okay. to your question so, with does exercise affect the the energy like, out part of it yeah so uh so is it like is it different types of activity or exercise that we can do that affects the energy out so say comparing gymming versus playing a sport or <laughs> well or boot camp very simply every form of exercise is good and it increases Mm -hmm. your energy needs because your body Mm -hmm. needs more energy to you know do more things and be active 
mm-hmm. I guess where it would and to change, recuperate, right? Yeah, and to recuperate. So yeah, where that affects how much energy you need is, I guess, a couple of factors are how intense is the exercise. So how much energy are you actually using in the workout? Mm-hmm. And like what you touched on is how much uh, damage are your muscles receiving? So how mm-hmm. much do you need to repair them? So then that would, mm-hmm. you know, the more your muscles are damaged, the more energy you need mm-hmm. to repair them as well. And the other factor also is the more muscle you have built in your body, the more mm-hmm. energy it takes to maintain that muscle. Right. So what you'll find is more muscular people can eat more food because mm-hmm. their body requires more food to uptake. Right. Whereas if you have a person with very little muscle and a lot of fat, you know, you don't need a whole lot of energy to energy, yeah. you know, to keep your fat stored because your fat is stored energy. So yeah. Does that, I don't know if that makes sense. So gymming is like double the gains basically because you're losing, you're like burning off a bit of calories and, and then afterwards during the, during your recuperating phase, your body is requiring more. And as you build more muscle, it's also requiring more energy as well. Yeah. That would be like boot camp style, like CrossFit style ones, especially because those ones right. like you're lifting heavy weights, you're definitely challenging your muscles and damaging them, but they're mm-hmm. also very energy intensive during the mm-hmm. workout. Whereas like mm-hmm. a classic powerlifting workout where you're just doing a couple heavy lifts, they might not expend particularly high amounts of energy during the workout. Right but they'll be yeah. causing a lot of adaptation after the workout. So that will um, address, you know, use my right. energy afterwards. Right. <laughs> so I, one thing I never sort of understood was why do you need to get your heart rate up then? Like, why is that such a common phrase you hear about? Cause so no heart, one has actually explained it to me. Getting your heart rate up. is a very common thing because it's just a very healthy thing you should be doing. It's not so much right. like to do with weight loss or weight gain. Like you could be someone oh, okay. that never gets the heart rate up, but mm-hmm. you know, you could, you could look super shredded and super muscular, but yeah. getting your heart rate up, what basically is it makes your heart work, mm-hmm. right? So then you're keeping your heart muscle, like you're keeping your heart muscle strong and working hard mm-hmm. and you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of keeping it yeah, functioning well so that when you do need to work hard and you do need mm-hmm. to challenge your heart, your heart is ready. Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of keeping your whole cardiovascular, you know, system and, and, you know, your heart obviously has huge, like it has a huge relationship with, you know, circulating your blood to your whole body, you know, and right. bringing oxygen to your brain. And so a better functioning heart just leads to a better functioning and healthier person. Okay. So I think maybe just to wrap up this weight loss, I would just share a bit about my own story about how I lost. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, we've talked about it briefly before, but Sydney probably is one of the greatest success stories, I think, of just attaining that weight control skill. Like, it's like a, char- like a game character. <laughs> like, you just unlock the oh, weight control. And then once you've unlocked it, then you can just cruise, like, the rest of your life, basically. Yeah. I, yeah so I'm not going to lie. After, do that. after I got down to 70 kg, I've just been eating, like, pretty terrible. Like, not pretty <laughs> terrible, but, like, I can... I can I almost sound like a glutton, but like I can just eat whatever I want and not need to be worried. Cause I know some people that I know in my life, it's like, Oh, like they have to watch what they eat. Otherwise they always mention it. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so yeah, I had hit this goal of 80 kg or oh, not the goal. I had hit the weight <laughs> of 80 kg <laughs> and then started gymming. And basically when I was gymming, I was just looking at weights and then suddenly I realized, Oh, maybe I could look at uh, weight loss. So you know, the classic 
thing when gym bros start going to the gym about you know about get bulking up and then like dirty bulking and then shredding and then cutting and like but basically i decided oh yeah so i had reached to a reasonable level and my gymming ability and then i decided uh yeah i'll try lose some fat so basically all i did was calorie count basically and i mean there's nothing there's no one simple trick and it's pretty boring but i just counted my calories and just made sure that it was below the amount so i was living at home so basically i just chose a modest bowl and filled it up with the relevant stuff so tried to have less rice and more of the good stuff like meat and veggies and then yeah rinse and repeated and just uh took some progress pics <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and i remember what you would do as well during the journey of i remember as you were trying to figure out how to eat you know under your so it's called your like metabolic rate TD. yeah your, your, your daily total like i forgot the exact term but it's just how much energy <laughs> you know you need to stay alive oh. and to sustain your current I got lifestyle it. tdee what? isn't it total daily energy expenditure oh okay there, there he is yeah. so <clears throat> he so on his way to learning how to eat less than that, um, Sydney used to just send me like all these food photos. Oh yeah, he'd be, that's right. he'd be like, "Yo, how many calories do you think this bowl is?" And he'll be like, "Yo, help me estimate this." <laughs> so he was quite diligent in yeah attaining that because initially, like, it's very hard. You know, you go to the the common person and be like, "Hey, make sure you eat under like two thousand calories." They'll be like, "Oh, like like what does yeah. that mean? Is that yeah like two bowls of rice? Is that?" like 20 bowls of rice. So yeah. It is something you need to, like an awareness you need to learn, I think. But I think one thing that freaks people out is people think that they need to get their food scales out and like measure everything. And I think yeah. at the start, you do need a bit of that. Like I, I don't have food scales, so, but I think you need to have someone or be able to roughly guesstimate. I mean, if you cook, you have a good handle of, you have a better handle than me on like these kind of things. But you know the amounts and then afterwards, I mean, you always eat certain types of foods and then after a while you can recognize or roughly guesstimate how much it is and then yeah. just move on. Like, yeah. you, it doesn't matter if it's 50 or 60, you know, like yeah. you, just need to, you just need to have a rough ballpark. Yeah. And then basically I also took note of my weight in the context of that weight. So say if it was in the morning or at night after I had dinner, obviously you know, after dinner, it would be a bit heavier. So then, but all I saw was that it was this continual decrease. You know, some days it might have increased a little bit, but it could also have been, I just drank a lot of water beforehand. Um, I didn't let that stuff phase me and I just kept um, going hard at the weights. And actually one thing that was interesting was I think because I've gotten to this mind state that I wanted to achieve a goal, I think that helped me mentally to train even better. So I, my strength actually increased when I was cutting mm. and I think because yeah, I, I was, it felt like I was like sharpening the sword and then because I had that, yeah, because I had it set, I was just, yeah, I lifted yeah, heavier yeah, and heavier. Yeah. yeah. You were just focused during that, during that phase. Yeah. And, and you mentioned before that once you kind of got down to a weight you were happy with, you've just been eating crap ever since. Can you, yeah. can you, so can you elaborate a bit on what you mean by that? Well, I eat a lot of fast food. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it shocks some of my colleagues sometimes. Like yeah. when I talk about, you know, I might be eating KFC once a week or Macca's twice a week. Yeah. Or, you know, or at home I'd be eating chocolate or whatever. Yeah. 
but that stuff doesn't creep up on me. But I think also my appetite in general isn't isn't super like on a day to day on a daily basis. It's not like I'm not that hungry. Because what changed from when you just ate crap back in your uni days and you put on yep. 15 kilos, whereas yep. now you're kind of eating crap, so to speak, but you don't put on weight and you can kind of control, like you, you don't stress about it. Mm. Like what's changed in your life? I don't think I've actually changed anything. I think it's just my body composition that's changed. Because <laughs> <laughs> like if we just talk about like what we just talked about before, yeah, I had gained, I basically had not much muscle, 65 kg, and now I've gained uh, a lot of muscle and now I'm at 70. And so I think even just a baseline, my body just requires a lot of energy. That's how I've just you know, cruised along. Nice. Would you say it's fair to say that because you also are just aware of roughly how many calories your body needs, say if you eat like heaps of Maccas, mm-hmm. you're kind of in the back of your mind over the course of a week, you kind of know if you're like severely overeating or undereating. Yeah. 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 Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really do it nowadays even if I do overeat. But back when I was cutting, one thing that I believed in was not to think of it as a diet, but more of a lifestyle change. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, when they think of dieting, they think of, oh, I have to give up cookies and biscuits. Yeah. And, and that wasn't me <laughs> when I was cutting, when I was losing weight. Yeah. I was basically in preparation for, say, Korean barbecue or, or you can eat hot pot and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like you just had to prepare the day beforehand and maybe the day after to compensate. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to miss out on eating hot pot with my bros. Yeah. Cause like, cause that's just kind of lame, right? Like I don't want to have just two fish balls and like yeah. veggies or whatever. Yeah, like this yeah. sounds so lame. It's like, it's, it's a very <laughs> so, restrictive, like it's a whole mindset shift from typically people think of weight loss as like a restrictive thing. Yeah. Where like you're restricted yeah. from eating. Whereas the way that I look at it and I think we look at it is it's, it's very freeing. Like now I, like I, like if you know me in real life, you know, I love my cakes and I like love my peanut butter condensed milk. Yeah, donuts. Yeah, my donuts. Um, but because I understand how those fit in in the broader context of my diet and my exercise and mm. how I want my body to be, I can eat mm. those things and I can still, you know, be all good. Yeah. So in that way, it's like very freeing just yeah. After like attaining that weight control skill, it's just a very freeing kind of thing. I'd say even that, like, we don't even feel guilt eating that kind of stuff. Like, I know no. for a lot of people, they feel they feel that guilt, but for us too, it's probably just like, oh, you can like, just completely we enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy so why not? It? Eat yeah. It? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just yeah. So gains. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then like, so I guess maybe it's just to wrap up the whole, you know, weight loss and diet, and we'll move back into potentially talking a bit about more about exercise is mm-hmm. so my rule of thumb is one you just have to be aware of how many calories you need mm-hmm. to get to the goal you want so if you want to gain weight then mm-hmm. you need you want to be aware of how many calories you need to get there if you want to mm-hmm. lose weight likewise and you also mm-hmm. want to be aware of how much protein you need mm-hmm. so the vast majority of people if you just eat a normal diet what's considered a normal diet you'll be quite lacking on protein because your body requires protein to uh you know recover and to build muscle so if you're lacking Mm -hmm. the protein then your body is going to struggle building that extra muscle and then your body Mm -hmm. is going to struggle to adapt and 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 grow from the exercise so you just need to those are basically the only like if you want to simplify it to its core and that's what i do now it's just be aware of your calories and be aware of your protein intake 
and just with yeah. those two and little exercise a lot and ex- yeah and exercise well and even the exercise we can talk about that a bit more like even assuming you did zero exercise those two principles would still apply to weight loss right. and weight gain yeah yeah so we've been talking up, up a lot about you know the gym and we both uh, understand regular, the benefits yeah, of a gym uh, frequent gym yeah. goes yeah so do you think people need to join a gym well short answer is no yeah. so gymming really is just a i mean it's just a building that has like weights in it <laughs> uh, there's like there's I mean, nothing I mean, you're, not, you're not wrong <laughs> yeah like there's nothing magical there's nothing magical about a a gym it's just a place where yeah you have tools made available to you to train your muscles to pick up and put down yeah to, to pick up and put down weights uh it's a form of exercise and there are many many forms of exercise in this world and they all mm-hmm. have different pros and cons, which can be all fine and all good for you. I think why mm-hmm. gym is appealing to, for a lot of people is just because it's easy to access. It's mm-hmm. got a very low barrier of entry as far as you know mm-hmm. skill. Like you can't just say, I'm going to go play, join in on a basketball game because you first need to join a basketball team and then you first need to mm-hmm. gain the skills to be good enough to be in a basketball team. Whereas a gym, you just walk in. Everyone listening, you probably have that one friend that can probably help you get started and teach you a couple exercises and mm. away you go. Um, and it's mm-hmm. also a gym is also good because it's just a place where you can measure your progress very easily, like very incrementally. So that's probably the benefits of, of a gym, but for sure you don't need to yeah. join one. Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, with online TV and YouTube and all that sort of stuff, like YouTube workouts are pretty popular nowadays. Like, would you say that <laughs> doing that's enough? <laughs> <laughs> that self-plug. I should have set you up better, eh? <laughs> nah, it's all right. <laughs> Do you know any good workouts, you know, because we're all in lockdown. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it in my back. <laughs> what were you saying about YouTube workouts before I... I came in with a yeah, plug. I, I like, are, they, are they enough for exercise? So with exercise, right? Well, for, for me, I've got quite a simple philosophy that I, that I stand by, which is as long as you're, you enjoy it, actually, like you don't even need to enjoy it. Maybe a better word is as long as it's sustainable and mm-hmm. you don't get hurt, then, mm-hmm. it's, then it's enough. Like it's good. Right. Because what's the hardest thing about exercise is finding a form of exercise which is sustainable for each person. Because mm-hmm. not everyone is going to enjoy team sports. Not everyone is going to enjoy lifting in the gym. Not everyone is mm-hmm. going to enjoy like running. But different mm-hmm. people enjoy different things. But also mm-hmm. different forms of exercise comes with different injury risks. So if you get injured, then you can't exercise at all. So that's when yeah. that's that's bad. <laughs> that's GG. So, that's GG. So so you want to exercise. Any form of exercise is good as long as you know you can you can keep it up and mm-hmm. you keep it up by not getting injured. And also by enjoying it. Because if you don't like your form of exercise, the chances of you continuing it and doing it regularly mm. are not very high. So back to YouTube videos. If you really love YouTube videos or you find a channel, you just like looking at the trainer or the person's funny and you, do, and you can just do that every single day, then yeah. that's good and that's fine. And if I guess that's the other thing related to injuries is another thing that gym is good for is, it's, it's, is because it's built to exercise all different types of muscles and, and movements. Mm-hmm. It's really good for like picking up the slack. If that makes right. sense. So for example, in a lot of sports, you would just 
reuse certain muscles over and over again. So for example, like mm -hmm. a baseball swing, you know, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're swinging one way, you're using very specific muscles for that. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> whenever you use a specific set of muscles a lot, that leads to the risk of injury via imbalance. overuse. Yeah, like overuse right. injuries and also imbalance injuries. So what the gym is good for is you can correct those imbalances by working the muscles that are neglected through the form right. of exercise, which people like, which you do enjoy, like your preferred. Yep. The other thing I would say about YouTube workouts or any form of exercise, which is, this is not really a, this is just my own take is I believe that for a form of exercise to be sustainable, there needs to be an element of progress mm -hmm. because I believe, and this is my personal thing is that if, if a human isn't progressing, you know, that's, they're not going to enjoy whatever that thing is over a long yep. period of time because yep. It is that feeling of progress and improvement that mm -hmm. means that's probably why you're doing it in the first place. Yeah. So it's as like long a motivator, as, right? Yeah. So as long as the YouTube videos have progress, so you can move on to more difficult videos or you find like more advanced channels, then it's, you know, it's mm -hmm. perfectly fine. Or even trying to do the work, same workout again, but doing it better, like following it to the T instead yeah. of like having shorter breaks or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So as long as um, I don't think there are superior or inferior forms of exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unless you're getting hurt, then that's just a, there, there are like more risky and less risky forms of exercise. Put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Um, when I think about exercise, it's always, I always consider it like a challenge or a grind. So the other day, because of the lockdown, I went for a walk with my wife, Shirley. Yeah. And like, you know, walking is just enjoyable, but I'm like, man, like, where's the hard part? <laughs> like, it's too, like, it's too easy. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just enjoyable, but there's no, like, there's no, like, my body was, like, getting ready to, like, you know, attack. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know when you're hyped up to, like, do exercise, you're just ready to, like, Why is it really hyped, you, man? But, huh? I don't know. I ended up doing, um, um sprints. <laughs> what? <laughs> I ended up sprinting and then jogging back and then sprinting. And surely, it was just, and surely it was just chilling. Yeah, surely just walking. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I thought I could, I could um, do some of the explosive stuff. Oh yeah, nice. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just, I think, I think it felt, I think for me, because it felt so enjoyable, it, it didn't feel like I was being productive. Right. Does that make sense? Like I'm already out. I'm as well go hard kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so. Actually, I think that's a good way, good way to segue to talking about how we've been doing during lockdown because we don't have a gym or we can't go to the gym. Yeah. So yeah. how have you been adjusting? Yeah. So it's been good and bad for me. So I'll say the bad first. The bad is that prior to the lockdown, I was very into my uh, jump training. Mm -hmm. So I've, it's no secret because I've talked about it basically every episode, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but self-plugging. Yeah. But I'm trying to dunk and, um, and I had a whole workout program kind of, you know, at the gym and outside the gym to, to progress that. And yeah. like I mentioned before, like figuring out how to jump higher is quite difficult, especially when you're yeah. already like not too bad. So trying to adjust that to life without a gym has been definitely tough. Yeah. So in that regard, I guess it's been bad because I'm pretty sure I'm jumping lower at the moment. But what's been good, I guess, is that I've been able to uh, work on a lot of other fitness goals that I've been meaning to work on, but just haven't had yep. the, I guess, time set aside to do to do 
to do those things. So yep. stuff like uh, working on doing a freestanding handstand and, mm-hmm. you know, improving my pull-ups. I'm using my little car. What do you call it? My pergola outside my garage yep. to yep. do pull-ups, working towards a pistol squat. Um, so stuff like that. What's a, pistol, what's a pistol squat? A pistol squat is just like a one-legged squat, basically. So it's, a, it's where you squat down with one leg and the other leg just goes out in front. Oh, okay. Squat back up. Yeah. So that is not particularly difficult strength-wise. It's just difficult um, mobility-wise for me. Right. Yeah, like my ankles have suffered a lot of sprains over the years playing basketball. So right. they're kinda, they were quite stuffed. So over the past year or two, I've been trying to regain all the range of motion and oh, nice. make them better ankles. So I guess that's how the lockdown has been for me. I've also been going on some runs, mm-hmm. and that's been quite good because been able to improve my 5k time so yeah i've been i've been able to kind of challenge myself and and keep busy but as far as progressing my ultimate goal of jumping higher that's been tough how about how about yourself it's been pretty decent i think basically i'm doing the same jump training and basically for jump training you only really need oh if if we don't count the strength stuff which requires like barbells and all that sort of stuff um basically you only need surfaces to jump from and surfaces to jump onto. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got, I've got a couple of steps here and there around the area. So, uh, yeah. So basically I've been doing that and been feeling quite springy. So that feels good. And also I've been working on my volleyball skills, lucky to have a wall in my backyard. So just been practicing on that. So it's been good actually, cause I've been finding when I've gone to, the volleyball sessions before the lockdown, there was a lot of skills that I just needed to just grind in, like just grind out the reps. Yeah. And I just haven't been putting the time in. So now's the time to, to do that. So I've been happy with the time that I'm putting into that. Yeah, that's quite cool. Eh? And I think that's a thing that I'd encourage everyone listening as well to really think about is that this lockdown kind of sucks in that it's, a, it's obviously got terrible consequences for our economy and people's health. Uh, we don't want to make light of that, but at the same time, it is a unique situation that provides, I guess, opportunity to you know do things as far as physical fitness go- goes that you wouldn't mm. normally have in your you know in your usual life. Yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was our pastor that was mentioning it on Sunday, uh, saying to not treat this as like a disruption, but rather just a different stage. And if you see it like that, then there's a lot of opportunities that we can take off hold of. Yeah, yeah. Because it really is like, this is kind of now talking, you know, coronavirus as a whole. But I think a lot of people still are thinking of this as a disruption. And then we're going to go back to normal life. Mm -hmm. But really, it is more of a kind of historical moment where I think a lot of things will change almost permanently for a lot, like for quite a while. That's a bit of a contradiction. But <laughs> it'll just change. <laughs> <laughs> and then just go back to normal. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, like it's, it's like the normal, like the new normal, whatever that will look like, won't be the same as the old normal. Even after like the lockdown strictly, like the strict lockdown ends, you know, how yeah. long, who knows how long the gyms are going to be closed for? Or even like large gathering areas. And yeah, large gatherings. Like I don't know if I'm going to play another basketball game this whole year. So I don't know if I'm going to have like how's that going to affect my own fitness? Cause that was my yep. main source of cardio. Like I mm. stay fit cause I 
like ran around like a madman on the court for <laughs> like two a yeah. like, couple hours a week. So you take yeah. that away. So we'll change things quite a bit. And yeah, it's an interesting time to yeah. adjust to that. So could you summarize today's episode? Summarize, I guess. Yeah. I think when it comes to health and fitness, I guess to summarize, there are two things to take away. One is to do with uh, weight control and the other one mm-hmm. is to do with exercise. So weight control, think of it like a skill, like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. And it's a skill that I believe every person should acquire. So if you don't yet have the skill of weight control, I highly recommend you acquire it and mm-hmm. it will free your life a lot more than you might think. So that is uh, the first thing. And if you need more details, then go re-listen to this podcast. You just want to get the extra play. <laughs> or you can, uh, or you can hit me up on, on, on Facebook and um, you know, like I'm always happy to always open and, and happy to talk about, this topic because it's what I'm interested and passionate about. And for exercise, takeaway is that there is no, you know, better or worse form of exercise. If mm-hmm. people are allowed to enjoy different forms of exercise, as long as it's sustainable for you, you're enjoying it and you don't get hurt. So yeah. I think that would be my, those are the two key things. And if you can kind of take those two away with you, then like you're just going to be a fit person yeah yeah he's <laughs> yeah. gonna be a fit healthy person nice i bet you i bet you like after a couple of episodes if our listeners keep listening to us they're yeah. just gonna like oh let's just go to the end that's when they wrap it up anyway <laughs> <laughs> big idea man but um yeah 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 I, I feel like i've like done so much talking this episode eh? so, right. so <laughs> i'm just picking your brain yeah so thanks for uh <laughs> thanks for just sitting there and listening sir yeah. no really enjoyed today's episode uh i it was a good time to reflect about why we enjoyed exercise and to pick your brains again i know we've talked about this topic quite a bit but having it all summarized has been really helpful and also just a reminder again for uh for myself that you know this is why i'm exercising in this program or in this certain way and it's to help me with this athletic movement so yeah, I'm pretty excited to just get back at it and keep working on it. Yeah, do you have any other thoughts? Legit, legit. I think, uh, I guess what, <laughs> one final thought as well. Actually, one disclaimer before the final thought is that mm-hmm. I am studying towards personal training, like qualification. Are you just plugging yourself again? No, but I'm not. <laughs> but I'm not, I, I'm not a qualified like professional of any You're sort. You're not a rapper. So this is just all off my personal research and uh, yeah and life experience. But another final thought is like what I found with exercise and fitness is it it, it can really build momentum in a person's life. Mm. And what I mean by that is if you can commit to just two or three workouts a week and you can make progress on those workouts, Mm -hmm. you can feel like it can make you feel like your life is moving forward. Even if the rest of your life is going to crap, like you have a tough day at work, you just had an mm-hmm. argument with someone. Mm-hmm. You can you can kind of go to your space in the gym or it, it, wherever you you want to go for a run, and you make yeah. some progress there. It can be like okay, like at least your life's moving forward in this one one area, 
-hmm. And then you can apply those principles in fitness into the other parts of your life. Yeah. So it's about like, yeah, you just move, you just put in the work and then you just move forward that little bit. And over a long period of time, it builds up to a lot of progress. So that principle, like for me, it has really translated across into a lot of things like uh, my relationship, you know, with Joe, pretty much all aspects of life where it's just about making the little steps in progress. And over time, it just adds up to smart work. Let's get it. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't get that reference, go listen to our previous episode. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. All right. Yeah. No, no, definitely agree. I I don't think, I think because I've embarked on this gymming journey, like it's given me the confidence to delve into other areas and other hobbies. And because of that confidence, you know, experiencing stuff that I didn't think I was going to experience. Nice. Like 70 hours on animal crossing. Yeah. (laughs) This is the grind, man. This is, (laughs) you know, you know, put yourself in the weight room, in the gym room. I'm literally building a gym room in my house and animal crossing. Oh yeah. Hype. All right. Sweet. So good episode. Good chat. Yep. What's, uh, what's potentially next? Oh, I know what's next. What's next? As we mentioned at the start of the episode, Easter weekend is coming up. And on oh, Easter, yes. what do we remember? Uh, the Easter bunny. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we remember the death and the sacrifice of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we will be delving into that topic a little bit over the weekend. So the topic of who Jesus is, religion, faith, what we're about. And that's going to be a good one. Bro, it's such a broad topic. <laughs> okay, but I'll be something about that. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be a good one. See you guys till next time. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs>